We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds, Juan Daniels. You're you're at a specific location right now. Do you want to tell? Uh oh, there it is. There it is. Where are you at, Juan? As we lose him, now Juan, <laughs> Juan's at the. Oh, there we go, bringing him back. There we go, folks. Juan, where are you at, my man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, I'm at the Georgia Elite Classic. So um, I don't know if you guys remember uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Rusty Manziel on, who's the 247, uh, 24-7 uh, recruiter. But they're having their uh, annual Georgia Elite Classic. So I was honored to be a coach uh, for this game. And I'll be coaching uh, a lot of these seniors, uh, the senior game. So that's going to be on at 1245 on Peachtree TV. And that's going to be tomorrow. So uh, you get an opportunity to... Uh, Take an opportunity to to check out these seniors. We've got some pretty good guys out here. So we uh so we get so they getting some uh, lessons from the goat. Sounds like. Yes, sir. Some goat lessons right here. All right. Before we get started, obviously we know number one Georgia Bulldogs, number four Ohio State Buckeyes. Saturday eight. Y'all see something? The show is brought to you by Apatio's Coffee uh, or Apatio's Roastery. Excuse me. Uh, listen, alumni owned, folks. Alumni owned. And listen, if also, this this right here, hey, this right here supports the Classic City Collect. 20% of every bag that you purchase through Apatio's, uh, 20% of that goes to the Classic City Collective. And that's all 21 sports. Right? It's all 21 sports. Uh, I actually had some this morning. Boy, oh, boy. Roots, Roots already bashing me about this low cost Wi Fi. Damn, Juan's <laughs> one's out and one's out outside and doing better than me. I think that's yeah. Shit. I'm uh, in the boonies. Absolutely. So links, hey, link is in the show description. Uh, but also, dgdpodcast.com forward slash uh, apatheos. Go there, shop you some coffee. Now, if you use the link or go to our website, any blend of coffee that you see will be transferred over as if you were supporting uh, the collective by buying the bag that I just showed you. So use our, use our link folks, use our link, DGD podcast for uh, DGD podcast.com forward slash apatheos. 
go there, get you some coffee. Hey, even it makes for a good gift. Um, also, uh, some brigade news, Juan. We, we could have some breaking news today, by the way. Um, we could have P-O-double-G. No, we will have P-O-double-G uh, at some point today. So My man, elite. That's elite. We're about to gain another brigadier, if you will. Um, so keep that in mind. So I'm sure I'm sure uh, Mr. Six Hundred Three will let us know. Um, but let's do this. Let's get. There's a lot to talk about. Um, Peach Bowl. I, I'm I'm super ecstatic about this. I'm sure everybody else is as well. Um, oh wait a minute, Juan. You are being the goat is being summoned. Confirm what exactly Ohio State is. What what could this mean? Absolute garbage. I mean, Ooh. they are absolute trash. Ooh. Absolute now, trash. Confirm why you why you think this. I mean, they're overrated. They're just not a, they're not a very good football team. They uh, you know struggled against uh, a really really bad Northwestern team. They struggled against Notre Dame. They are again. They just are, are you know basically benefiting from you, you know a really soft schedule. If, if, if we're being honest, um, they got exposed against Michigan. And if they thought that Michigan loss was bad, I cannot wait for the opportunity to, you know, to absolutely beat them down this weekend. Now that kind of leads us into our first little portion of this uh, show. And I, I think it's a good time to really break down the analytics behind both teams, right? I think you look at the main talking points for this entire month has been, you know, Georgia's defense versus Ohio State's offense. And now, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that they that their receiving core is not great. It, it is elite, all right? Like I, I like Marvin Harrison, but let's be honest here. Jackson, JSN, Jackson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba being out tremendously hurt that receiving core uh, in regards to the depth uh, and, and from a game uh, from a game planning perspective. Now, with that being said, they're also missing Travion Henderson. Um, so what we're, what we should see, we really don't know, right? Like we kind of know, but we don't, if you will, um, you know, they've got, they, I mean, I still think they've got some good running backs, but let's be honest, Georgia's, Georgia's game plan will be to force him into try to, you know, literally not run the ball, right? No success. Uh, and then, you know, force you to be one dimensional. That's Georgia's motive. Um, first off, what are your thoughts on this, you know, in regards to this, uh, Ohio State receiving core. What are your thoughts on that? Ohio State's receiving core is is pretty good. Um, they they were pretty consistent this year. I mean, even going back, you know, to the to that bowl game that they played in the Rose Bowl last year against Utah. I mean, they showed up and they played up. Uh, they 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 showed up and played big. However, I truly believe, and this is just me personally, that the Tennessee receiving core is much better than the Ohio State receiving core. And you saw what we did to them. So you can pretty much expect the same. I truly believe that Henderson Hooker is a better quarterback than C.J. Stroud. Um, I, I just think that offensively, Tennessee is much better um, than Ohio State is. It was a much better uh, opponent. And again, you saw what we did to them. So when it actually comes to comparisons, I, I just I really, truly think that Ohio State is going to get absolutely beat to sleep. See, my, my thought is this. I, I, I look at Marvin Harrison Jr. and you obviously – you know, you know what you're getting with him. Um, but I think a Mecca Ugbuka, right? That is the that is the one that I'm watching. 
I, that's the one I'm watching. Uh, you know, you look at Ohio State, really, I'm not saying they can't stretch the field vertically, but they're, they're a, a screen team, if you will. And, you know, against screens, right, you look at guys, you know, in the secondary, right, Javon Bullard, Chris Smith, all these guys, they're, they're pretty sound when it comes to open field tackling, tackling in space, things like that, not missing tackles. Um, what, does, what does that receiver receiving core have to do to threaten the sec to threaten the Georgia secondary to be more clear. I mean they're they're gonna have to make big time plays. And I'm talking about those big time plays where you're jumping over people. They're also gonna have to make these guys miss. Um, Georgia's a great open field tackling team. They do great, you know, great job tackling. They're gonna have to make these guys miss. And they're gonna have to make some acrobatic plays. CJ Stroud is just gonna have to play a a, a lights out game in order for them to even have an opportunity. And and the other problem is, is, I mean, that, that, that front seven getting to CJ Stroud and making him uncomfortable. Um, you know, the, I would say their only hope is just to really play some backyard football. <laughs> See, my thought is for me, right. Like I said, because they're a screen team, right. That means that Javon Bullard is going to be, you know, obviously on the field a lot. And with that being said, you look at a guy like Emeka Buka could become a problem if Georgia isn't careful because I, I think you have to have Javon Bullard play exceptionally well, right? The the question there lies, how, how does Georgia game plan, you know, to have, right, to have this situated? Because I'm not – Javon is an excellent, you know, screen defender, things like that. But when it comes to one-on-one, -on -one, no safety help over top, things like that, what does that look like, right? Like there's potential – to, to have some problems could it could you see something where you know uh schumann and muschamp kind of take malachi right malachi starks or and, and kind of make coverage and allow javon to kind of like get home if you will kind of similar to what we did against tennessee do you think there's a situation where georgia game plans that way uh to utilize javon that way i would i would 100 percent. whatever it was for tennessee that that game plan is I would do the same thing, except for the fact that, you know, Tennessee is a fast break team. They're going 50 miles an hour. They're trying to get a playoff every so many, every so many seconds. So even if you prepared to have that same mentality and prepared that same way, I think that it's going to be just complete domination for that football game. Yeah, I think so. Ruse asked, should he become a defensive back? Um, he, he's just wanting to get some one-on-one -on -one time with the GOAT. <laughs> I mean, hey. so you know, I'm looking at it. You know, what Tennessee did, right? It's a Tennessee game plan, right? I, I try to I try to shy away from comparing these, uh, even though there's some similarities. But the one thing that I think is interesting about Ohio State is C.J. Stroud doesn't really have that tendency to to get out of the pocket and run. Um, and I feel like if you can get past, so. Paris Johnson is a bona fide first round top 15 pick this year. I, I'm booking it now. The dude is a bona fide stud when it comes to the left tackle position. And and you look at the uh, offensive line for Ohio State, outside of the tackles, I think there's some uh, suspicions there, if you will. Um, so I think that you could see uh, the interior D-line have a field day potentially. Um, I just feel like the center guard combos 
you know, they're going to try to double team Jalen Carter. I, honestly, though, I just don't see that working because how do you stop that, right? You, how do you stop and isolate Jalen Carter one on one? Finally, from a Georgia perspective, hey, push a push a mic in there into a gap. Yeah. If you get if you get if you get a linebacker and plug him into a gap, opening up, uh, opening up, right, Jalen Carter for isolation, right, one on one situations. It could be a very, very long day. Uh, we got some breaking news. We have some breaking news, Juan. I don't know if you can see this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. P O double G. Congratulations. If you don't know what that means, it's the, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, man. Patrick, the original gangster grandpa at that point. So. <laughs> So we're waiting to get confirmation of time and weight, but uh, just letting everybody know that it is official. So the brigade has grown by one. With that being said, though, <clears throat> let's kind of take some let's take some key fa- uh, X factors here. Juan, we'll give we'll do an offensive and a defensive X factor for both teams. Let's try this for Ohio. <clears throat> excuse me for Ohio State. Who are your X factors? Meaning. Which these guys are going to have to play, you know, be the literally could impact the determination or the determining factor of the game. They this person can dictate whether or not that team wins. Who are your X factors for Ohio State? I mean, it's it's going to have to be C.J. Stroud. Uh, C.J. Stroud's going to have to play a perfect game. I mean, he's got his work cut out for him. I mean, you can see what Georgia's done to the top, the absolute top of the top quarterbacks. I mean, Will Levis. Um, well, he looked really, really bad in that in that game that we played against him. Henderson Hooker, we, you know, we just turned him into just a just a regular guy, and and everybody else that we played all the way down the line, you know. And it's funny too because I was looking at the twenty twenty two, 
you know, top quarterbacks. And we faced a lot of them, Henderson Hooker. We faced Will Levis. We faced, um, they have Anthony Richardson, like in the top 10, which was, which was pretty shocking. So, and you saw like, you know, we play against these guys and we pretty much shut them down. So he's going to have to be the X factor. He's going to have to play above himself um, in order for them to have an opportunity. Um, and then, you know, that's, that's that. I mean, the line just kind of stops there for them offensively. I, I look at it, I think, you know, from a defensive standpoint, though, one, who would your X factor be for Ohio State? Who the one person on their defense has got to play the game of his life, if you will? Well, it's it's, it's going to have to be one of their one of their linebackers are going to have to 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 play big. The the defensive front is going to have to keep Georgia's line from getting to those linebackers. And then they're going to have to make plays. The defensive front, unfortunately, is pretty small. Um, but, um, if, if, if I, if we can get to their linebackers, they're in trouble, but if we can't get to their linebackers, that's going to be the only way that they're going to be able to, you know, to, to have some success. Absolutely. So, um, Ruth has some questions for the GOAT, uh, in your opinion, as an expert receiver, what makes Ohio state's receivers so good? Is it route running, catching, uh, creating separation? What is that? And on the other side, what are their weaknesses? So give us their strengths and weaknesses, why you think there's uh, what makes them so good. Well, from a strength standpoint, you take a look at, at Marvison, you know, sorry, Marvison, <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, he's a, he's a big target. He's a big target. He's physical. And he just goes up there and he makes plays. He's a what you call a dog. And that's what makes those guys so good is he's a dog. Um, Abuka is just an, a, a great route runner. So if you got a guy that's a great route runner um, from a timing standpoint, it makes it, you know, m- makes it easier for them to get to it. Weaknesses, honestly, um, their weakness is going to be not having faced an SEC opponent because you can go out there and you, you can play pretty well um, against these teams, but almost every team, um, in the SEC has a secondary like Penn State. And you saw, if you saw that game against Penn State, Penn State secondary pretty much shut them down. Um, they were more physical. They were dominant over them. And they were, you know, just kind of all up in their face. So that's going to be a weakness is, you know, just that aggressive physicality. Um, it, it, it really takes a toll on them. You know, I'm looking at it this way, right? I think when you talked about physicality, right? Like my question is, does a skill position – Right. Players there. Do they experience a lot of physicality in general? Right. There's questions about that. But I think on their offensive line, I think they I have a feeling, excuse me, after the Michigan game. Yeah. After the Michigan game, I guarantee you they got man checked, if you will. Yeah, for for sure, for sure. But, um, you know, from from a formula standpoint, again, you want to have that same formula um, that, that you had versus Tennessee. But then also defensively, you also want to take a look at what Penn State was able to do with Ohio State. I mean, they, you know, Ohio State breaks away at the end, but Penn State really, I mean, they have probably have one of the top secondaries in the in the nation. But they really, really gave those uh, that those receivers fits. You know, going back on it, ain't that the game where they won by thirteen? But it was like a last minute, like yep. touchdown yep. to bring it from seven to thirteen. Or something yes, like it was. Yes, it was. I mean, they. The thing is, they've played some close games, right? Like, but at the same time, like, I, I feel like Ohio State, you know, you mentioned the schedule, things like that, but like, I, I feel like their receiving core is just so good. 
you know, you're almost looking at a situation where you're going to give up. One can expect to give up about 21 points at least maybe. I don't know, three touchdowns potentially. Now, at the same time, like, you know, Georgia, I feel like the media has been blowing this way the hell out of proportion. The LSU game, right, you sit there, you watch them throw for 500 yards on us, right? But the thing about it is if you go back and watch the you know, go back and watch that game, you'll see that there was soft, super soft coverage. They were playing how they were playing 12 yards off the ball. What do you expect? Yeah. Kind of into another thing. This is why yards don't necessarily matter because when you watch George's game plan, right, one against LSU, they let them take whatever they wanted up until about the red zone, right? And then what happened? Stalled out field goal, if that, right? The, the, ga- only- the game the game was out of hand as well. So you you just you, – you never really look at those stats and, and think, you know, oh, well, Georgia's secondary is that bad. Or, you know, again, you take a look at the, the game against Kentucky. Kentucky is a very, very good football team. They've got great receivers, great running game, and they have a, a, a top five quarterback. And, and the same thing with Henderson Hooker and Tennessee. I mean, they were, you know, compared to that 2019 LSU team until they ran into Georgia. And then, of course, they looked mediocre. You know, I'm looking at it, too, though. Like, one of the, I think one of the things is, oh, from Ohio State perspective, you know, not having Travion Henderson, right? What the, I think the big thing is, how are they going to handle in the running game? Like, to, to do this, you have to be successful to get Georgia to allocate more resources into the box, right? Once you get Georgia to get seven in the box and force force Georgia's defense to push more resources in, that really pushes and stresses the secondary, right? Yeah. If, if Georgia, you know, can play five, six guys, win a line to scrimmage, right, and, and stop the run with five or six, it's going to be an extremely long day. Extremely yeah. long because yeah. oh I was I was talking about I wasn't talking about Henderson the running back I was talking about Henderson Hooker what yeah, we were able Hendon to do Hooker. it's Hendon Hooker oh Hendon yeah oh okay <laughs> my, my bad oh man. it's okay it's Hendon Hooker busy. all you're right busy. well there you go you're a busy man you're a busy man <laughs> we'll let it you're goaded we'll have to let it slide anyway but I no so you're looking out um. I mean, you said it multiple times before, but neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but no, I think when you look at it, though, uh, you know, a lot of the times, like Ohio State's offense, <clears throat> excuse me, run the ball on first down to set up second, third, and manageables. Excuse me. Set up the run to get in, you know, to sh- take shots, if you will, on second and third down. Uh, making for third manageable situations. If Georgia could put you behind the chains on that situation, that's another thing that you're allowing Georgia's pass rushers to tee off. Add in the fact that you don't really see C.J. Stroud run like that, that that right there has a recipe for disaster if you're not if, if you don't get the run game going. But let's flip it around. Georgia's predicated to run the ball. Right. And Ohio State, we talked about this uh, while we analyzed the defense a while back. Their pass rushers are they have some really good damn pass rushers. But the thing is, they they give up lanes in running game in the running game because of their tendency to rush the passer. 
right? With that being said, I think you see, I don't know, I, I would say probably a counter. Try to beat that, maybe some counter, I guess. Georgia's been a counter-heavy team anyway, right? If, if you did that or some maybe some, you know, I don't know if you stretch them, maybe do some stretch zone, but inside zones. But if you get those guys and seal those uh, edge rushers off, I, I don't trust their D-line, their linebackers. Games, things like that. Um, you know, if you try to stretch them out outside zone, you might get caught with some speed. But I, I think you see Georgia play a physical style running attack here. Like I said, counter is one of the most physical ones you can see. So if Georgia's running a counter style offense uh, in the run game for four quarters, try stopping that. It's gonna be it's gonna be hell for those defenders, it, it, and I just think that it will. Uh, but it, it'll also be rough on those linebackers. If you watch the Michigan game, they sold their soul to stop Michigan's run game. Even eight, nine people in the box. I don't see that being a key to victory for Ohio State. But just because if you put all those – if you if you stack the box that much, all you have to do is slip Brock Bowers out, and it's a wrap. Because now your linebacker's put in a, in a compromised situation – where you can see him hit the field, hit the maybe hit the scene. Think about that. When you have when you have everybody pushed in so close to the line of scrimmage, it opens up the field. So if you're playing cover zero because you're trying to engage eight, if you will, deep shots are going to be there. Empty like the field, the back of the field could be wide ass open. And and I know Todd Munkin will sit there and utilize that and and hit shit all day long if they want to do that. What what are your thoughts about the what are your thoughts about uh, Georgia's running game and offensive attack? Oh yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's crazy to think about you know Ohio State having such a great pass rush playing in the Big Ten because that's all they do is run the ball, run the ball, run the ball in the Big Ten. But again, they're undersized on their front, and so just look for Georgia just to run the ball down their throats. I mean it, it's it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And then that play action is going to be – it's going to be ten times worse. There is going to be, you know, going to be guys that are going to be wide open. There's nothing that they can do with Brock Bowers, nothing they can do with, you know, with, with you know, Darnell. And then, of course, you got your backs running out of the backfield um, as well. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding. See, my thoughts, my thoughts with the passing game, when you look at their DBs, Right, they're they're in, and the linebackers they're kind of smaller. They're they're not as thick as you would see like what you see in Georgia. Does that mean, you know, from a receiver standpoint, things like that? Do you see outside screens, you know, in this, or do you see like little like designed route to get guys in space, uh, and then utilize perimeter blocking? Do you see that? Yeah, for sure. Um, for 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 sure, it, it's uh. The, the way that, you know, and, and here's what I'm also noticing, too, is Kirby has given Monken more and more free reign to run his offense and let him be himself. And his creativity in the run game, his creativity in the play action game, his creativity in the pass game presents such a huge problem for for any defenses, let alone Ohio State's. I mean, it, it's um, they, they, they've got their work cut out for them. The way I think, too, is, you know, when you take Todd Monk and his experience, when he's been an offensive coordinator and the NFL, you know, at the NFL level, he, he has the best 
you can say one of the the best team in college football, right? And, and from in regards to personnel, if you will, I I don't see a situation where Todd Munkin's sweating this too much. No. Nope. Now the now the question could be, do you, what you know, what do we think? You know, Todd Munkin, Glenn Schumann are doing because those receivers, you know, at least Emeka Abuka and Marvin Harrison are going to be Sunday guys. Paris Johnson, Sunday guy. Obviously, C.J. Stroud, Sunday guy that you're going to see, you should be able to see unless something crazy happens. You know, I think that there's a little bit of pressure there. But when you look at Kirby Smart and, you you know, take all those guys collectively putting their heads together for this defense, I don't see a situation where we're not going to be prepared to handle anything and everything. Um, you know, and I think the physicality, right, whenever it's, it's, I love it, but every time that, you know, Big Ten and SEC talk, it's always about physicality. That always gets brought up. But it's so true that sometimes there's just different levels to it. And when you look at Georgia, I feel like Georgia sets the, the standard in, in terms of physicality uh, around college football, if you will. Uh, you know, you, everybody looks at Michigan, right, and that's fair. But I just still just think that Georgia is the most physical team in the country. And for four quarters, you know, when you sit there and you have guys in the fourth quarter still just – you know, fearless, right? Just going out and, and just hitting after hit after hit. And then the running backs, right? Like, you know, whether it's Kenny Mack or whether it could be Dejon, Kendall Milton. In the third and fourth quarter, is their defense is their defense going to be wanting that contact, wanting that smoke, if you will? Because we know that these running backs can go four quarters and they'll put their head down and they'll run through you and it won't matter because they'll just keep doing it. And don't want to get the score. Don't let the score get ran up to a point where you're putting Branson Robinson in. Because, listen, even if I was an elite tackler, I'd still kind of have reservations about that. Because that's yeah. a big, that's a big boy. Yeah, and and uh, you know, Ohio State or nor Michigan, they will not know the true definition of physicality until they run into Georgia. And um, you know, and, and guess what? That was the same thing that happened, you know, to Michigan last year. Michigan thought, you know what, hey, we're just as physical. And you remember when we did the, you know, when, when we did the comparisons, I mean, the comparisons were almost exact as far as, you know, the, the defensive statistics, Stetson Bennett statistics versus their quarterbacks, the running backs, the receivers, and everything was almost directly in line until you put them on the field. And then all of a sudden there was a huge separation and Michigan just looked so bad, man, they looked bad. Well, there's another thing. There's one more thing, and then I want to talk more of, like, obviously the game projection here or the predictions. But I, I think the key here could be in-game adjustments. The reason why I say that is Georgia has shown a lot of in-game adjustments that have turned out to be crucial for Georgia's success this season. Ohio State, not so much. I haven't really saw a lot of adjustments. They just go out there, play their style of game, and you know what I mean, and just go there. I, I don't think you can sit there and in 30 days say, you know, we're going to make the best adjustments according to this. Do you think it's even possible for Ohio State to make in-game adjustments at this point, considering their refusal if, almost to not really look at adjustments in, throughout the regular season? I mean, I, I think that Ohio State is one of those teams that, hey, we're going to stick, you know, with with what got us here. 
Um, in order for them to evolve and get better, they're going to have to make in-game adjustments. The, the problem is going to be, is, is the game going to be too far out of hand that it doesn't really matter? That's where, you know, that, that, that's where the issue is going to take place. So if they're going to make in-game adjustments, especially getting all that pressure early from, 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 from Georgia, but also too, Georgia has to be disciplined because like you said, Ohio state is a screen team. So they'll, they'll run some screens to help, you know, help with that pressure. Um, so it's going to be a back and forth chess match. Um, and, and it's going to be an exciting game, but, uh, it'll be more exciting. You know, when we get to the fourth quarter and we're up by like 30, 40 points. One. So the last time that Georgia played Ohio state was 93. I think it was, you didn't, you were at Georgia, but you didn't play, right? Yeah, I, it was my it was my freshman year. I was a redshirt freshman, and they played in that in that bowl game. And Kirk Herbstreit was the was the quarterback. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I know you probably heard about uh, Muschamp and uh, Kirk. Did you hear about that? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. So, um, so Will Muschamp. I, I'm sure everybody here listening probably knows what I'm talking about by now. But Will Muschamp, at one of his, he was talking at the podium for the week and everything, and he had mentioned uh, basically Herbstreit at a at a luncheon. Uh, he he said he said he saw Herb Street throw the ball or whatever. The way he threw that ball, he was like, "Yeah, we knew we were confident at that point." Kind of ribbing at <laughs> Herbie, but then it sit to me like he kind of was a little bit salty about that. <laughs> so to me, I thought it was funny. You need to go check it out, one. I think you would laugh at it. To be yeah, honest. I'll have to I'll have to take a look at it. Yeah, no, so I, I thought it was funny, but um, but yeah. I see Black Adonis, the bane of our existence, is in the chat, and I don't know how to feel about this. Um, <laughs> My man, welcome Adonis. But, but yeah, so I want to. I want to. Obviously, the, the spread on this game one is six and a half. Uh, Georgia being the uh, favorite there, right? What What is your score prediction for Saturday? And tell me how that score comes about. I, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say 56 to 10. Um, I, I, I am, I'm predicting, I'm predicting us to come out in the very first seven drives, like we did against Oregon, we're going to score touchdowns. And then I could say, you know, probably a little bit later on, you can see Ohio state finally uh, getting on the board. You there? Uh, yes. Sorry about that. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that's that's that that's where I do. I think that you know we're going to come out there those first seven drives. We're putting points on the board, um, and then and then after that, it's just it, it is what it is. See, that's that's strange. I was not expecting that that score. Uh, Roots. I think you caught Roots off guard too. But um, I, I think you see. I think you see a score maybe like a. Like a forty-two to twenty-four. Um, I, I think the receivers are too good. They're going to get away into the end zone at least once or twice. Um, you know, whether it be you know someone blowing a coverage or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I do think Georgia offensively will be too much for uh, Ohio State's defense. Um, now the question is, right? I think you know from a physicality standpoint, you know, does Kirby just do his death march? You know, do, do we see some death marches, right? And that might very well be the case. It really might. Now, 
like I said, I go 42 to 24. I think Georgia is a, I think is extremely efficient. I think Stetson's going to be on it. I, I, obviously, you have to make sure you don't turn the ball over. Don't have to turn you, – you can't turn the ball over and, and give that offense uh, opportunities. You just can't. Um, Black Adonis, if we shut down CJ, do we have to worry about the backup? Let's hope not because that's our kryptonite. That's our kryptonite. Yes, yes, it is. But, um, I mean, I, ultimately, though, I, I think the physicality is too much. Um, you know, I think they take shots early. You know, they might – you know, their first shot, they might score a touchdown. I, I, you know, I, I think you see some stalling out as well. I think you'll see, you know, different things like that. Uh, Stetson's got to play efficient ball. I, I think he's got to play some efficient football. So, you know – let us know in the comments, by the way. Let us know what your uh, predictions are for the game uh, we'll, as we go along here. Um, players of the game, one. Who is your player of the game? Huh. Man, oh, man. I, I'm going to go – I'm going to go with Darnell. Ooh, I like it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with Darnell, and it's going to be bigger than – just catching passes and scoring touchdowns, his blocking and his leadership that he's going to have. Um, I, I think he wants it. I think he needs this. Uh, that That's going to be my player of the game. I think all around, he's going to be the best player on the field on Saturday. Adonis said, yeah, I'm sure you did Adonis. I'm sure. He says, uh, he says 38, 28, Florida. I'm in Georgia. Surprise everybody. Ah. Uh, that's great. That is sorry, great. Sorry, sorry, you got to <laughs> miss, miss UTA. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's great. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. You know, Florida had their chance, and they could only get a, a, a moral victory field goal. So, I'm not worried about yeah. that. Oh, sorry, that's Adonis. Great. That's great. Hey, Florida, Florida State's playing in a bowl game today. Go watch them, too. <clears throat> oh, man. I, you know, I'm looking at this right here. I think Javon Bullard has to play a perfect game. Because just the using a Mecca Ogbuka, I, I think you'll you know you have to respect Marvin Harrison Jr. So you're going to get Keeley. You might even see uh, you know Malachi Starks on him potentially. But a Mecca Ogbuka that matchup with him and Javon Bullard, right? I think that could be a game changing type matchup. Like I said, it's ultimately how they use Javon Bullard. If if they try to blitz him. You might see a lot. You might see him get home several times because CJ, like I said, CJ's his tendency not to run, right? Like he's done it in the past, and and I feel like that can spark their offense, but he just doesn't do it. So you know, try to you know try to force him out, you know, would be something that I think would be no, uh, worth noting. Excuse me. But Javon Bullard, if he, if he – I think he's going to do well in the screen game, things like that, because like I said, they are a screen team. But when he gets put into situations where he might have to be stretched vertically, you know, that could be interesting in itself. And I, I expect him to to do enough to make that matter, right? Get like third down situations, you know, do they test them, right? Do you – or do you blitz? Um Juan is going to hop off here, and I think we might wrap it here as well, too. Um, there's a lot going on with right the Georgia Classic that uh, Juan was talking about. Um, Rudes asked, do we delete Florida comments? I mean, maybe. 
I don't want to sit here and censor somebody, but I mean, you might just have to do that. Just get yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. As Juan comes back, um, but no, Juan. Last last word before your meeting, man. Um, what obviously the game Saturday? What you got to finish off for the uh, show for the weekend? Say that again. No, I was just saying. Obviously, we're going to wrap it up. Give our final words. Uh, what are your What are your final words for everybody before we wrap this thing up and wait for Saturday? Man, what what a what a great great thing to end off the new year with an absolute beatdown of Ohio State, like just an absolute beatdown. And and I just I just want to just tell everybody I told you so after we beat these boys down. <laughs> like I'm, you know. Uh, I, I just I, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited for our boys, um, for 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 Dog Nation. Um, you know, this was something that I predicted, you know, way back when us being undefeated, going and winning a national championship. And the, this is just going to be another added piece to it. Yeah, Juan's been on this mission to, to destroy Ohio State personally, and I'm OK with that. Um, listen, my final thoughts are, first off, have a have a happy new year. Obviously, coming back off the holidays, hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, by the way. Um, and enjoy the game, because I, I plan on it. Um, you know, I think Georgia will win, right? Whether we see – you know, if we do win, obviously you'll have to wait and see who wins the you know, the TCU-Michigan game, right? Uh, Juan, do you have a prediction there real fast? Uh, TCU oh, versus – Oh, yeah. T- TCU gets absolutely dog-stomped. Okay. So, so Juan's expecting a rematch with us in Michigan – uh, I'm yep. not on board with that. I, I think they win. The, I think Michigan wins. I don't know about curb stomped or anything. Um, other than that, though, I hope everybody has a great, well, great weekend. Uh, obviously, go cheer your dogs on 8 p.m. I think on ESPN, I believe, uh, in the Peach Bowl in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, with that being said, I hope everybody has a great day, and we'll catch y'all next time. Go dogs. Go dogs. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.